Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you, Father, for your Holy Spirit. We love your word. We treasure your word. We honor the truth of God. Oh, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will give us faith for your word. You will impart into us the truth. You will renew our mind. You will cleanse all of us to be the beautiful bride of the Lord Jesus Christ through your word. Oh Lord, I pray that the teaching today will not go in vain. The word that comes out from your mouth will produce fruit, will produce result in the hearts, in the life and soul of your people, in the physical body of your people, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In the past two sessions, we have learned about the original intention of God, that God made his man, Adam, to rule and reign on earth. God gave Adam dominion over the creation of his hands. And then we learned from last night that because Adam nailed down to the devil, he bowed his knee to the devil, he willfully rebelled against God. Therefore, he lost his authority or his dominion. He handed the authority and dominion to the hand of Satan. We learned last night. And we also learned that because the first Adam lost authority, God has to send the second or the last Adam to get authority back. And the second Adam is the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 5 verse 17, the Bible say, For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more, those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. The Bible says, by the abundance of grace. And we're going to learn this in detail in another session about abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness. And we're going to learn about that later on. We should be able to reign in this life. We will not only reign in heaven. We will not only reign in the thousand years when Jesus comes back the second time. But we're going to reign now. Amen. God has given to us many, many things so that we can have victory in the now and the here. Not in the future. If you study the Bible carefully, you will see that the Bible talks about heaven very little compared to what we're going to do now. Why God doesn't talk about heaven a lot? Because believe me, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about heaven when we get there. We're going to see heaven. We're going to see the road and the tree in heaven and all the mansion that God made for you and me and Pastor Da. We're all going to stay in the mansion in heaven. And we're going to talk about heaven forever. A lot of time in heaven. But the Bible wants us to emphasize about now as well. How are we going to live in this earth now? A lot of Christians like to sing the song about the sweet by and by. All the sermon talk about heaven. All the things about heaven. But they don't know how to live in this life with victory. To rule and reign. To have dominion in this life. Because the devil doesn't want the church to understand how to live in authority and ruling and reigning in this life. He's afraid. Because he wants to put us under his thumb. And he wants to rule and reign over us. He doesn't want us to rule and reign over him. 
He doesn't want us to have victory in this life. And I want to tell you that the Lord is so good. He's so merciful. He has given us so many things. Everyone say many things. To rule and to reign and to be able to live a victorious life on earth now. He has given us the word. He has given us the Holy Spirit. He has given us the authority. He has given us the name of Jesus. He has given us the church. He has given us the blood of Jesus. He has given us so many things so that we can rule now on earth. We can have so many victories now that we can enjoy. When we heard about the deaf ear open in the camp here, we rejoice. We enjoy the victory because the physical illness was healed by the power of the name of Jesus Christ. We have so many works to be done now. Amen. I prayed to God a while ago. Lately, I have gone to Indonesia and to Thailand. And I prayed a while ago, God, use this church to touch other nations as well. One of these days, some of us are going to fly maybe to Sri Lanka, fly to India, fly to Africa. We're going to bring the name of Jesus to other countries, to Philippines, to Taiwan, to preach the gospel. There's so many works to be done. And so many harvests to be gathered into the barn. There are so many people need to be helped. And if we cannot even help ourselves, if we live a defeated life, if we are tortured by the devil all the time, we walk around with sickness and disease, and we are poor, cannot even pay for the gasoline to come to camp, how are we going to go out to touch the world for Jesus Christ? And that's why the devil wants to keep the believers in bondage, in sickness and poverty and disease so that the gospel cannot be preached all over the world. But God wants us to give victory so that we can go into the world and preach the gospel. Cast out demons, heal the sick, get people saved, train disciples and build strong, biblical and glorious churches all over the world. Amen. How can we do that if we are in trouble all the time? We need to rule and reign so that we can go into the world. Amen? If my family is in trouble, if I and my wife cannot have a good family, if my kids have problems, how I can touch the world for Jesus? I need to rule and reign in my own family first. I need to have beautiful and strong believers with my kids and my grandchildren first. So I'm believing in ruling and reigning for the gospel. Amen? Life is very short, and we have many works to do. God has given us many wonderful things so that we can rule and reign. We learned last time in the book of Genesis that God gave his man, Adam, to have dominion to rule and reign in this life. But unfortunately, Adam handed over dominion to the devil. Actually, no one in this room wants to be ruled by the devil. Is that right? How many people want to be ruled by demons? No one wants to be ruled by demons. We want to be free. But I want to tell you, if you want to be free, the first thing you need to be free is to be free in your spirit. If your spirit is bound by lies and deception, if your spirits are lied by traditional teaching, denominational doctrines, that give you wrong, wrong, unbiblical teaching. You will not be free. And you cannot be free physically, financially, emotionally. You need to be free in your spirit by getting the right teaching first so you can defeat the enemy, so that you can push the enemy down, resist the enemy, and you can have victory and freedom. Amen? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, the Bible says, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. God give us freedom. And God say in Galatians, don't bring in bondage into the church. That's why I tell you the truth. I hate religion. I hate tradition. Because the Demon of religion and demon of tradition 
will come in, invade into the church, and give wrong teaching, demonic doctrine. For example, oh, no speaking in tongue anymore, no signs and wonder today. All the apostle has died. All the signs and wonders are gone now. We don't need signs and wonder anymore. We just live in this life, sick, weak, poor, until Jesus come back. That is demonic doctrine that put people back in bondage. How many people have this experience? You come to know Jesus, you get excited about your salvation. Oh, God is so good. You feel so peace and joy. But after you go to church for a few years, you become depressed again. You feel like you got back in the bondage again. There is no freedom in the church. People just get back into the bondage. Full of lies and deception in the church. That's why they cannot have victory. If you are free, you need to stay in that freedom. By getting the right teaching. By being filled with the Holy Spirit. Last night, a young believer who just accepted Christ two, two weeks ago came and asked me at the end of the service. And this morning, Pastor Da asked me the same question. Why I need to keep laying hands on people and get people filled with the Holy Spirit? You know why? God told me. And if you want to stop me from laying on of hand, I'm sorry, you cannot even give me one million dollars to stop me from impart the Spirit of God. Because God showed me this. You can have all the Bible knowledge in your brain. And if you don't have the work of the Holy Spirit, you will not be able to do it anyway. And we're going to produce a lot of frustrated Christians. The Christians that know a lot of the Bible and cannot do it, and they end up to be religious and be prideful and walk around with hate knowledge, but they cannot do anything. I preach the word to renew your mind. But when the Spirit touches you, the Spirit goes in like a knife, scalpel knife of a surgeon, cut inside whatever weakness, whatever bad stuff in your life that block you from being able to do what I preach on the pulpit here so that when you get up from the floor, you have that power, you have that cleansing, and you can do what you learn from the pulpit. And you will not be frustrated Christian anymore. You will not be religious people anymore with a big hate knowledge walking around boasting about what you know and you look down on other people who don't know the Bible and you become very religious. But when you get touched by God, you will not become religious because you realize that only by the grace, by the Holy Spirit, you can do what you learn in the Bible. How many old believers in this room agree with me? Raise your hand up. You have gone to the church for many years. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. In Luke chapter 4 verse 6, And the devil said to him, All the authority I will give you, and that glory for this has been delivered to me, and I will give it to whomever I wish. I'm reviewing from last night's sermon. Adam and Eve had dominion. But here the devil claimed that he has all authority. And he has authority over all the kingdoms of the world. When did it happen? It happened in the Garden of Eden. When Adam rebelled against God. And when Adam handed the authority to the devil or the serpent, the Bible called the devil the God. Small g, O-D. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Whose minds... The God, small g. G have to be small g in the New King James Version. The God of this age. Who is my, the God of this age? Not capital G, not Jehovah, not Yahweh. Amen. This is Satan. The God of this age has blinded who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Let me ask this question. Did God give authority to the devil? Yes or no? God did not give authority to the devil. He gave it to his man. And his man named Adam bowed his knee to the devil. So now, the God of this world, or named Lucifer or Satan, has all the authority on this earth. 
and he has been using his authority to do many, many evil things, many destructive things on earth here. Some people may say, "Well, God is in control. Everything that happened on earth, this is talking a religious way. Oh, everything in the, on this earth happened by God. God is in control." Wrong. God is not in control in this world. The devil is in control. Amen. God can be in control only when you yield to Him and let Him control. But otherwise, the devil has the authority in this earth. Is God causing famine? Is God causing starvation of the children in Africa? Does God cause wars and killing and cancer and sickness and destruction and pornography and all the evil things on earth? No, the devil has authority to control. Certain people in the government, the devil has authority to control the media, the TV. Is that right? He is in control. He has the dominion that he received from Adam. So we cannot blame God. A lot of people blame God and everything. Why God is true? I heard. I actually, I'm the one who asked this first question when I was a non-believer in Bangkok. When somebody witnessed to me, the first question I asked: If God. It's big God. Why we have all this problem on earth? All the famine and starvation and sickness and disease and people kill each other. If God is good, why all this happen? And the person did not know how to answer me either. But now I have the answer for you. The bad things happen on earth now because the devil is in control. The devil has dominion and ruling authority in the kingdoms of the world. Amen. John chapter ten verse ten say clearly. That who is the devil? How he gonna use his authority? He doesn't love you. He doesn't care about you. He hates you. He hates God, and he can use his authority to kill, to steal, and to destroy. John chapter ten verse ten: The thief does not come except to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus, have come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. Jesus was talking about the work of the devil here. The devil has dominion to cause all the destructions, all the pains, all the evil thing that come from the devil. Two factors involved here in all the destruction in the world. Number one, the factor is that the devil has dominion, and the second factor is you and I have the freedom of choice. We have the free will. We either submit to God or we submit to the devil. Believe me, some of you who sit here, listen here. You say yes, Lord, yes, Lord. But some of you sit here. So what? So what? I don't care about God. Why? You have free will. You can either choose God or you're going to rebel against God, like what Adam did. But I want to warn you: if you did what Adam did. The devil has authority to destroy you. The devil can put sickness into you. The devil can destroy you because you yield to him. You don't yield to God. It's your free will. You need to make the choice. Destruction, pains, suffering, sickness, disease, poverty, famine, wars are not the original perfect plan of God for this planet Earth at all. But man has a free will, and man, unfortunately, has chosen wrong ways, rebelling against God. And I pray that you will not be that type of people in this church. You will be submitting to God in every way. Amen. And what happened? The devil put this doctrine in the church. God is in control. Let's blame God for all the wars, all the tornado, all the earthquake, the plane hit. The two tower in New York—that is God's problem. God make it happen. No, it doesn't come from God. It comes from the devil. But because people in America rebel against God, that's why they open the door for the demon to come in into those terrorists and kill people in in a tower. Amen. We need to make the right choice to follow God. I want to tell you: if you think that my God 
is a bad God. You are wrong. My Father in heaven is a good God. My Father in heaven is a merciful God. My Father in heaven wants to bless His people. He doesn't come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He comes to give life and give it more abundantly. You need to know your God. What kind of God you worship and what kind of God you serve. Amen. Before the devil deceived Adam and Eve to sin, everything on earth was perfect. No sickness, no disease, no broken home, no adultery, no bad kids. The kids are not going into adultery or pornography until the devil get the authority. Then the devil started to control the world. Man's sin caused death into the world. We need to take seriously about repentance and get right with God as soon as possible. Don't blame God when something bad happened to us. Because a lot of times something bad happened because we rebelled against God when we opened the door for the enemy to come in and attack us. Anytime we rebel against God, we open the door for demons to come in and attack us. Therefore, we need to repent every single day. Amen? But thank God, we have been made to rule and reign. You can rule and reign in this life. We have been created to have dominion through Christ Jesus. Amen? We can get that dominion back. We can get that authority back into our life. Amen? Are you happy that you can rule and reign? The devil cannot run all over you anymore. You can run all over the devil. In other words, when you go into a city, demons have to run into garbage can. I know that I'm going to go to Thailand in a couple of weeks. When I touch the ground of Thailand, when I touch the ground of Songkhla and Hat Yai, the devil, demons are going to run into the garbage can. Because the man who has ruling authority and reigning authority is going to show up and I'm going to cast them out. They're going to be in trouble. Amen? They cannot rule and reign in Songkhla anymore. They cannot rule and reign in the life of people in Bangkok and in the people who come from all over the country anymore. We're going to see the power of God demonstrated. We're going to see the power of God being manifest in that place. Amen? God gave dominion to Adam. He named all the animals. Naming something is a sign of authority. I'm not going to show up in the hospital after your wife delivers a baby. And I show up and say, I'm going to give the name to your baby. Who gives the name to the baby? I cannot even give the name to your dogs. I didn't give the name to Chloe and to Connor, my daughter's dogs. They give the name to Chloe and to Connor. Even the grandfather cannot give the name. Another grand, even the father. I call myself granddad now, grandfather. I think about Josiah and Nora. Okay, even the dad cannot give the name to the dog of my daughter. Why? Because I don't have authority in the house. So when you give the name, it means that you have authority over something. Amen? So Adam definitely has authority. And from Adam, we lost authority. Now we get it back. We get it back through Christ Jesus. Everyone say, through Christ Jesus. From Adam, sin ruled, death and sin ruled the earth. But now through Christ Jesus, we as Christians can rule and reign in this life. We can command fever to go away. We can command sickness to go away. We can command things happen like Jesus did. When Jesus was walking on earth, you remember? Jesus demonstrated how he walked in authority. He commanded the fig tree, that the fig tree wither. He commanded the wind, and the wind stopped. He commanded the fever, and the fever went away. He commanded demon, be quiet, shut up, and get out of here. He did not have to talk much. He just said only two words. Shut up, get out, and they have to leave. Wow, I like it. Some minister t- 
teach people how to cast out demon by what is your name? What are you doing? Where do you come from? I don't need to ask all these questions. Where you come from? They come from hell. I don't need to. I know already. What is your name? They're going to lie to you anyway. They're not going to tell you a real name. They're going to lie to you. You just see the demon and say, hey, shut up. Get out of here. I have authority over you. I'm not going to argue with you or talk to you. No conversation with demons. I don't have conversation with demons. Sometime when I went to Thailand and demon cried out to me, I'm not going, I'm not going. Have you seen that before? If you come to Thailand with me, you saw it. I'm not going. I say, shut up and get out. Don't argue with me. I don't have time to argue with you. Get out right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. But as I mentioned last night, many people say, Pastor, but what Jesus did, he could do all those things because he was God. I mentioned last night, I want to reveal one more time, to get into your spirit. A lot of people think that the reason Jesus can stop the wind, the reason Jesus can cast out demons, the reason Jesus could tell fever to go away because he was God. No. He did do all those things not because he was God. He did all those things because he was a man anointed by God. He was our example. We follow his footsteps. Jesus came into the world to be a man. And he showed us how a man and a woman of God can walk on earth with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He was not walking on earth as God. He even told the Jews, don't call me the son of God, you call me the son of man. He was called the son of man throughout the book of Matthew. If you go back to read the book of Matthew, at the beginning when I was a new believer, I read why they call the son of man. I didn't understand. Now I understand because he was walking as a man. And he said to us who are human beings, he said, the work that I do you shall do also and greater work than this you shall do. Read this scripture one more time in Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts 10 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. This scripture talks about the Trinity. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in the same scripture. God the Father anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. If Jesus was walking on earth as God, he would not need anointing. God anoint people, God will not need the anointing himself. But why the Father need to anoint Jesus? Because he came into the world as a man. He was a man. That's why he need the anointing. Again, the question come up to me. Pastor Lau, why you lay hand all the time? Why you love to lay hand? I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart the reason why. You want to know why? Actually, I was tired last night. I finished lay hand almost midnight. I was very tired. My hand like this all the time. But you know why? God spoke to me. God wants to give you more. And more and more. He wants to give you more thicker and thicker anointing. And not only that, some of you come in new. You are new in this church. You are new in revival. So some of you, you have to unlearn and dig out the old thing. Put it out. All the old religion out of you. And every time the Holy Spirit touch you, He unroots some old thing. And he gives new things. There is no one in this room, including me, can graduate and become expert by one laying on of hand. You need to get back into the spirit again and again and again to unroot or to unlearn or to get rid of the old things and give in the new things. So you, you can move from glory to glory to glory. The devil doesn't want me to lay hand. Because he know that one day when Tim, when Toy or Teddy, or when Alice has 
so much anointing. And when you repair somebody's car, Tim repairs somebody's car, and the owner walk by say, "I have a fever," and you turn around in Jesus' name, the fever go away. The owner of that car gonna get saved. The devil doesn't want him to have the anointing, so that's why he put tradition in the church, singing three hymns, three hers, preaching 15 minutes, and go home, so that all the God's people gonna stay the same and stay dead forever. We want the Holy Spirit to give life, amen. That's why this pastor is crazy in the eyes of the world. People think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. I love you and I love God and I want God's people to be strong. Amen. Let me explain to you why. And you say why laying on of hand? Because it's in the Bible. Very simple. Laying on of hand is in the Bible. I don't come to you and wave a flag. I don't come to you and jump up and down and let the blessing go on you. No, I do what the Bible say: lay hand on you, so that you can have the anointing, the same Spirit that anointed Jesus Christ to do the work of God. The same Spirit gonna come into you. Everyone say the same Spirit. The spirit that anoints Jesus, you need that spirit more and more, <laughs> more of the spirit. Amen. You say I don't need it. You need it. You know why? One day your kids may be sick. One day your wife may be sick. You say, you know, I'm not a preacher like you, Pastor Lau. You go out and preach and lay hand on thousands of people. I'm not a um, preacher in the TV. I don't need this stuff. I don't need this anointing. You need it because one day when the devil attacked you, one day when the doctor tell you, "Hey, I find a lump in your lung. Maybe it's a cancer." I'm not cursing you. Don't misunderstand me. And then. You need that in Jesus' name. Get out of here. If you don't do it now, you wait until you get sick. It's too late. You need to do it now. Why you're healthy? Why you're strong? And not only that, He gives to you so that you can help your brother and sister in the church. We're gonna have new members coming to the church all the time, and some of them come in with problems, come in with sickness, come in with broken home. You need to use that anointing to pray for them. To lay hand on them, to cast the problem out of them, we all need it. Not just only the pastor or the preacher. Everyone in this room need the anointing. Amen. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus never did one miracle until he was filled with the Holy Spirit at the river of Jordan, because he came into the world as a man. That's why don't listen to the wrong doctrine. That speaking in tongue is over, baptism with the Holy Spirit is over, the fire of God is not there anymore. That is a wrong doctrine. It's a demonic doctrine to kill the church from having the power of God. If Jesus, if Jesus, and if the disciple in the early church need the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus and the early church disciple need the fire of God, how much more we need the Holy Ghost today? And I want to tell you one thing: the devil is not going to slow down. In fact, in the end time, he's going to work overtime, because he knew that the time of his being arrested and put into the pit is coming soon. He's going to work a lot. Outside the church and inside the church, and we need to be ready. That's why Jesus say, "The five wise virgin get the oil, and the foolish five virgins decline the oil." And the Bible said, "Those who decline the oil, the Holy Spirit will not be ready for the second coming of Jesus." Why? Because the devil may just attack them left and right before he come back. They may backslide. They may walk away from their faith. Amen. I tell you the truth. I'm not afraid that our young people in this church go to university and learn about Darwinism, and they're gonna backslide. 
I'm not afraid of all. Because when God touched Joy, เราหับประสิทธิ์ on the floor, crying and laughing, she knew and she knew and she knew that Darwin is a liar. That's why I love to lay hand on the kids. When the kids get touched by God, they know God is real. University teaching cannot steal our kids. But if you just come to church and have a nice service, social club, talking and no Holy Spirit, my concern: a lot of kids go to university. They hear about evolution, gone, because they never experience God. They never see miracle in the church. They never see power in the church. They say, "Oh, this adult, this parent, it's just dream, dream." They talk about God. God is not real. God is real. He has to demonstrate His power. Amen. And how can we demonstrate power? We need to get that authority back into the church. We need to rule and reign. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you get this? Why we need to teach this lesson? Because it will impact your kids too. Impact your next generation. How many American young kids backslide from Christianity? A lot. A lot of people walk out from the church nowadays. Why? Because the church. Actually, I'm telling you the truth. Two days ago, one sister from Massachusetts told me that we have Laotian church in Massachusetts. All the ladies go there, but all the husbands don't want God. And suddenly, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I did not tell her, but I tell you right now. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, dropped into my heart. The reason. That all these men walk away from church because they don't like religion. Listen carefully. People don't want religion. When they come to church, they see religion. They say, "I rather have fun in the nightclub and bar." But if they see the reality of God, even men will yield to God. Even men will kneel down to God and say, "I want Jesus." But the devil. Lies to the church for many years, many centuries, to keep the church in religion. I'm saying this. Don't please don't misunderstand me. I'm not attacking any church. I'm trying to tell you the truth, so that our church will not end up to be religious people, having all the law and all the programs and traditions and cause people to get into religion. We need the reality of God. To rule and reign, and to demonstrate the kingdom of God on earth here, Amen. How many people agree with me that a lot of people don't want to go to church anymore because of religion? They turn away. They walk in. All this stuff, I don't want it. I want reality, and that's why people turn to Buddhism, Hinduism, because Buddhism, Hinduism perform signs and wonders. They do a lot of stuff in the spiritual realm. People go to Buddhism and Hinduism. Oh, spiritual! Oh, good. But they come to church. It's like just a routine tradition. There's no signs and wonder. There's no spiritual thing. It's all about social club. We cannot do that in the church. We still need to be spiritual. God want me to say this to you. Amen. Everyone say. Most assuredly, I say to you. He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than this, he will do, because I go to my Father. And everyone say, He, that person, is me. I will do greater works than Jesus. What did Jesus do when he was walking on earth? He preached the gospel. He healed the sick. He cast out demon. He trained disciple. He stopped the wind. He raised the dead. And now, how many people see people in the church do this? Rare. Why? Lack of education. Lack of training. Lack of understanding. We as human being can do the same thing as Jesus did. Then the devil whisper to you right now, "Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You can do the things Jesus did. You can answer. I know who I am. 
I am a child of the living God. I am more than conquerors. I'm anointed. I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. I am authorized. I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. And I can do those things in this generation. I rule and reign with Christ. I am kings and priests on this earth. I know who I am. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is our example. We need to follow his example. Now we're going to go to the sermon this morning. This is just reviewing from last night. <laughs> If you read the Bible carefully, you can see that the ministry of Jesus turned to the different angle at Luke chapter 9. You need to understand that Jesus was walking on earth with 12 apostles or disciples, and then 70 disciples. And he had big crusade. Thousands of people show up. The line of laying on of hand is long line. Some people criticize me. Why you have to line people up and lay hand? I believe you go back to 2,000 years ago. Jesus is going to line people up too. Jesus will not walk into seat like this and lay hand and walk in and lay hand. No, he goes, come out, line up. And Peter and John and James are at the archers. And Bartholomew, they're all archers. They all get people in the line and Jesus healed. Next, healed. Next, he was walking around in the line, in the group. Is that right? I believe that's what happened at the time of Jesus. He did not walk into and do something. He just lay hand one by one and the disciples were the archers. But what happened in Luke chapter 9, his ministry changed the direction. Look at Luke chapter 9, verse 1. Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power. Everyone say, give them power. And authority. Everyone say authority. Over all demons and to cure diseases. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out, to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. So now Jesus changed direction. Jesus called the 12 disciples and said, I authorize you. I give you power to do the same thing I'm doing. And you're going to go out to do what? In Luke chapter 9 verse 2. Look at Luke chapter 9 verse 2. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God. Everyone say, kingdom of God. And to heal the sick. When we talk about ruling and reigning, we talk about dominion. We need to understand about kingdom. Because the word rule and reign is related to king. And talk about kingdom. What is the kingdom? He did not say, go out and preach Seattle time. Preach the book, the magazine called People. He did not say, oh, you go out and preach your own doctrine. He said, you go out and preach the kingdom. It means you go out with authority, with power to rule and reign, and you're going to talk about kingdom. What is the kingdom? The kingdom is a dominion. Kingdom is where an influence extends to. For example, the kingdom of the United States extends to Seattle and Washington and cover all the land that is under the authority of that kingdom. But Jesus said, the kingdom is within you. So the kingdom of God is not a piece of land. The kingdom of God is in the heart of people. Whenever you yield to the ruling authority, to the dominion of the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of all kings. The kingdom of God is within you. It's about ruling and reigning. Jesus rules over you. Then the kingdom of God is within you. Is it clear? 
And Jesus referred to the kingdom of God in the New Testament many times. Jesus always talked about, I come to preach the kingdom. The kingdom. So it means there must be some kind of authority to rule and reign. Amen? Actually, when Jesus talked about the kingdom, the disciple thought that he's going to overthrow the Roman Empire. And he's going to rule and reign the whole Roman Empire with the Jewish people. And say, oh, we're going to get the Caesar down. We're going to put up a throne. We're going to be in your cabinet. We're going to be your prime minister and minister of finances and minister of this. They say, oh, how about you? You're going to be, I'm going to be minister too. They always think about political kingdom. So they were very upset and confused when Jesus was arrested. When Jesus allowed people to arrest him to go to the cross and was killed on the cross. Jesus, I thought you're going to be the king of the Roman Empire. You're going to overthrow Caesar. But now you die. They were very upset because Jesus did not talk about the kingdom of this earth. He's talking about the kingdom of God. And I want to tell you, the first time he came, the purpose of coming the first time is to regain the dominion back and hand it to all of you. But he's going to come the second time. When the second time he come, the big angel going to chain the devil and all the demons and throw them into the pit and he's going to establish the kingdom on earth here. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, the kingdoms of the world will become the kingdoms of our Lord Jesus Christ. So in other words, in the end time, for 1,000 years, Jesus will reign and rule with you and me. You are not going to be born in 1,000 years. You're not going to have a lot of time watching TV because you're going to help Jesus to rule and reign on earth. Amen. When Jesus comes back to rule and reign 1,000 years, you're going to help him to rule and reign everywhere. But right now, I'm going to come to this point. Right now, you are in the faith, F-A-I-T-H, school of ruling and reigning. If you don't know how to rule your own backyard, your own finances, your own body, your own family, your own church, rule mean go against the devil. You don't know how to rule now. Some of you don't know how to rule now. You never go to the school of faith. When Jesus comes back, you're going to be like, what? What can I do? I, I don't understand. I don't know how to rule and reign in a thousand years. Hey, practice now. So you can rule and reign for the thousand years with Jesus Christ. Everyone say faith school. How many people are students in this room, in the faith school? How many people want to learn from God how to rule and reign? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at what the Bible says here. Matthew 6, 9 to 12. We talk about, everyone say, ruling and reigning. Everyone say, the kingdom. Let's look at what the Bible said about the kingdom. Matthew 6, 9 to 12. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Everyone say, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen carefully. This is a key understanding. The kingdom of God and the will of God are not separable. The kingdom of God and the will of God are not separable. They come together. Wherever the kingdom of God is manifest, wherever people allow the Holy Spirit and allow the kingdom and the presence of God show up and does His work, His will is being done. Amen? That's why she got healed from deafness. Because the will of God is that she is healthy. When the kingdom of God show up, the will of God show up. Wherever Jesus went, people got healed. People got delivered. Amen? Let me explain to you a little bit about prayer line. Some of you may not even know and see because this is all spiritual. 
When I lay hand on you and let the kingdom of God come upon you, the spirit of God or the finger of God touch you, and you go down on the floor. You see, what's going on here? I don't understand. Waste of my time lying on the floor. What's going on? I don't understand why we have to do this in the church. You may not even know there's some demons in you that follow you from generation to generation. That demon gives cancer to your grandfather and your father. Has followed you in there. And in there, waiting for the right timing to produce cancer. When the fire of God touch you, the kingdom of God come, you yield. You go down, you yield. Let the kingdom of God come upon you. That demon run out of the door. You may not even see. Because it's all evil spirit. You don't see with your own eyes. I have heard so many testimony that when God touch people, they may not check, they may not, they may just lie still. But in their vision, they saw cockroaches and snake and rats running out of their body. Because demon run out. When the kingdom of God show up, evil things have to leave. But unfortunately, we cannot clean up in one time because you cannot handle it. That's why you keep coming back to get clean until you totally clean. Amen? There are so many types of demons. For when the kingdom of God comes, the will of God will be done. Luke chapter 11, verse 20. Luke eleven twenty. But if I cast out demons with the finger of God, mean the Holy Spirit, surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. When the kingdom of God comes to you, you will see the will of God in front of your eyes. Some good thing can happen. Amen? Before I get into the file of God, I and Pastor Da almost got into divorce. But when we both surrender to God and let the presence of God, let the ruling authority of the presence of God come into our life, our relationship was restored. Now we love each other. Now we become united. Because the will of God is done in our marriage. You see, that's why we need to bring the presence of God. We need to bring the kingdom of God into the church. Whenever the devil exercises his authority and dominion, we see destruction, we see devastation, depression, death and poverty, sin and curses. But when the kingdom of God comes in, the Holy Spirit will push it out and the blessing and the life and prosperity, divine health will be manifest in that home, in that church, in that life. Amen? How many people want the kingdom? I want the kingdom. I don't want the devil kingdom. I want the kingdom of God. Because kingdom of God is full of life, blessings, prosperity, joy, wisdom, wonderful things. But the kingdom of the devil is destruction, depression, and sickness. We want his kingdom to rule and reign in this church, in our life. Amen? And the kingdom of God is within us. But we should not let the kingdom of God stay inside us. We should let the kingdom of God manifest through us. That's why Jesus called the 12 disciples and said, you need to go out and manifest the kingdom. You preach the kingdom and demonstrate the kingdom. Everyone say, preach the kingdom. And demonstrate the kingdom. I preach the kingdom, then I cast out demons. I demonstrate the kingdom. I preach the kingdom, and then I heal the sick. Not I. God healed the sick through me. I'm not a deliverer. I'm not a healer. I'm not a savior. God is a savior and deliverer. But he demonstrates the kingdom that is in me, through me, and make it manifest. Everyone say, the kingdom has to be manifest through me. I'm not going to keep the kingdom only in me. But I need to rule and reign in the practical way. Amen. Jesus authorized the disciple. I'm going to end here and continue tonight. 
this sermon. Jesus authorized and empowered the disciples and sent them to preach the kingdom of God. Why he has to both authorize and empower? Let me ask this question and I will end the sermon. Can you preach the gospel without power? Think about it carefully. Can you preach the gospel or the kingdom without power? You can. You can go to Bible school, study for four years, you come out and you preach the gospel. But nothing happened in your church. Can you demonstrate the kingdom without power? No. God can authorize you to preach the gospel. But if you have only authorization and you don't have the power, you can only preach the gospel, but you cannot demonstrate the kingdom. So that's why Jesus, the Bible have to say, He authorized them and He empowered them. Look at what Jesus said in Mark chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Mark chapter 2, 9 to 11. Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven you. Is that the gospel? Preach the gospel. Hey, Accept Jesus, you sin are forgiven. It's easy to say. That is preaching the kingdom. And to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. Verse 10. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Oh, <laughs> You can go to Bible school and you know all the Bible knowledge and you can preach the gospel. But if you are not empowered, you cannot cast out demons. You cannot heal the sick. You need both. Everyone say authority and power. We are not the healer. We are not the deliverer. We are not the savior. But we have authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. A police officer have authority because they wear their uniform and they have their badge. When the police officer not in the uniform show up and like this, put up the badge, everyone like, okay, what do you want to say? So that badge and that uniform represent authority of the government. But you think every lawbreaker will yield to that batch and uniform? No. So the police officer cannot come with only the batch and the uniform. He has to come with the 44 Magnum and the 200 pounds muscle like Steve Judge. They cannot get me to be a police officer. I'm too small. Because if the robber hit me, I can be in trouble. I'm too small. But you need to come with power. The same thing to rule and reign. You need authority in the name of Jesus. And you need the power of the person called the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everyone say authority. Everyone say power. If you've never been baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit speaking in tongue, I want to encourage you to get filled this camp. If you never get the fire of God, come out to the prayer line, get filled with the fire of God in this camp. You need the power. Amen? If you already get filled, you need more power anyway. So you need to come to the prayer line to get more power. Amen. So we learned this morning in conclusion. Jesus doesn't want to do that job by himself. He authorized and empowered the 12 disciples to go out to preach the kingdom. When they went out to preach the kingdom, they demonstrated the kingdom. By ruling and reigning in the name of Jesus, they cast out demons and heal the sick. And they talk about dominion of the kingdom of God that will come into people's heart. We're going to continue tonight. And learn that God has authorized you and me to rule and reign and empower us to manifest the kingdom of God on earth today. 
We're going to look at the scripture together tonight. Amen. So we learned three sections already. Number one, in conclusion, dominion is the original will of God. Two, man lost dominion to the hand of the devil. But three, Jesus got that dominion back, the last Adam. And he gave us that dominion through abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. And now he authorizes and empowers us to go and preach the kingdom and demonstrate the kingdom. We will learn more detail tonight about how God authorizes us to demonstrate the kingdom of God. Amen? Are you enjoying this? You're learning something? Let's give hand to the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for showing us the truth in the Bible. Lord, we want the truth. We want the revelation of heaven. We want to learn and understand, and we want to practice. Father, help your people in this house and those who hear this message, either through CD or podcast, that their eyes shall be open. The veil from the God of this world and God of this age that has blinded them shall be removed from their spiritual eyes. And they can see the light of the full gospel. They are willing to change and not stay in the old way of tradition. Because even Jesus said the tradition nullified the word of God. Lord, help your people who hear this word to come out from tradition, but follow the truth and the spirit of the living God. Help people to be humble because you lift up the humble and you oppose the proud. Help us to be humble towards you and yield to your truth and practice your truth, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Lord. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away.